0: Huh. It didn't take him 20 years to make this. Hey guys, welcome back to Capacity Geek. I'm Alex, and as always, I'm joined by Bobby and Walter. Say hey guys.
1: Hey guys. Hey!
0: Alright. So, Bobby, it's your week. What did we watch?
2: We watched the 2014 film, Bernie, starring Jack Black.
0: Directed by Richard Linklater.
2: Which, it didn't take him 20 years to make this one.
0: No, no. Um, for you guys who don't know, so Richard Linklater, he's a very profound director. He directed the Before series with Ethan Hawke, and is Before Sunrise, Sunset, and Before Midnight, which is shows the story of two lovers in twenty years of a relationship. So the they meet on the in the first movie, uh, they get together in the second movie and then they show their married life in the third movie, and it takes place over 30 years. Or, over 20 years. It takes place over 20 years, and he did film them 10 years apart. Uh, He also did the movie Boyhood, which is notorious for him following a cast of characters over 20 years. We see a boy grow up throughout the course of the film, and it's actually the actor's... It's actually the actor's uh It's actually the actor's aging in that twenty year period. So he'd come to see them every once in a while and they'd do more scenes and everything. He's a very prolific director, and he directed this sort of documentary, sort of black comedy. It's a sort of biopic. Uh, Bobby, you picked this episode, so you're going to be leading the discussion today. Go get him, Tiger. Hold on a second, I think this might end. Yep. Alright. Go get him, Bob.
2: Alright, so before we actually talk about the film, let's talk about the man that the film is about. The film is about Bernie Tita, who was an assistant funeral director. He had become involved with Marjorie Nugent following her late husband's funeral. Bernie actually became so involved with Nugent that she had disinherited her son... And left her $10 million fortune to Bernie himself. Um, He actually left his job in 1993 to become her business partner and travel companion. In 1996, though, that was around the time that. Should we make this an uncensored episode? I
0: think it's time to do that, boys. If you don't mind, fuck.
2: Fuck. Fuck. All right. So, around 1996, uh, Bernie got tired of Marjorie's shit, and ended up shooting her four times in the back with a twenty two and stuffing her body in the freezer. As you do. Um, The reason why he got tired of it was because she ended up becoming very possessive of him, didn't allow him to have any friends, didn't allow him to have any freedom, let alone, you know, leave the property.
1: In other words, she was a raging bitch.
2: Um, nine months after, uh, nine months after the murder, Nugent's son actually traveled to Pinola County to declare to declare his mother as a missing person. Following that, eventually they found the body in the freezer. You know, buried buy all the food. Um, In August of 97 he admitted to the murder. He stated that he took very good care of the body as a funeral director should and admitted to using Nugent's fortune to give all of his friends in Carthage gifts. Because you know he did end up being her power of attorney. Right. Um, And In the film, Jack Black, as Bernie, stated that he was sentenced to 50 years in prison. But he did appeal his case, and appellate courts ruled that there was sufficient evidence for the jury to have found premeditation. He alleged that his constitutional rights were violated due to the newly found evidence in the first trial, and explained further on why he committed murder, stating that Nugent was controlling, emotionally and verbally abusive toward him, and also stating that he murdered her in a dissociative state brought on by years of sexual abuse from his uncle.
0: Okay. Which,
2: that was never covered in the movie.
0: No.
1: Yeah, that.
0: So, what's his sentence now?
1: Now he
2: is serving 99 years or life.
0: So it so got extended?
2: Yes. He appealed his case. The appeal failed, obviously.
1: So they found emotional and, and formerly sexual trauma that triggered this, and they still found it to be premeditated?
2: Yes. Um, there was a resentencing trial that happened in April of 2016, where he was found... Well, where he was resentenced to 99 or life. Uh, Prior to that, between 2014 and 2016, because, you know, the movie got released, um, the family of the deceased believed that the movie had influenced the legal system and granted his temporary release between that period of time, he was ordered to live in Richard Linklater's garage apartment.
0: Okay. I mean living with Richard Linklater, that's not the worst thing.
2: Right. Um, So I think we basically got the man's life down to the T. What did you guys think of him at the start of the film?
1: I thought he came off as a very genuine, sweet person. Very much your classic, southern polite to everybody, willing to bend over backwards for everybody. Just honest to goodness, good man.
2: Right. And Alex?
0: Yeah, um... You know, played by Jack Black, you know, there's always a bit of just... When you get Jack Black, the character is typically supposed to be really funny. You know, that's just typically what he does, you know. uh, School of Rock, Tenacious D... Which I mentioned while we were watching the movie. The film opens with him being a guest at a college embalming a corpse. Um, with Jack Black, you get a lot of comedy with the characters that he plays. You know, School of Rock, Tenacious D. Uh, I can't think of any Jack Black movie that isn't a comedy. <laughs> There might be one, but I I just can't think of it. And uh, what I mentioned earlier, Tenacious D is obviously just this parody of just, like, heavy metal, devil-worshipping, you know, kind of, you know, uh, lifestyle. And uh, he starts the movie by singing gospel, and we just get introduced to this sweet Christian man who seems like he'd never hurt anybody in his lifetime, has a thing for the older women that... Is that established, though? Is he just good friends with them?
2: I want to say that since he's just, like, an all-around wholesome guy, um, that just might be his personality. I do believe that he was probably just celibate.
0: Okay. But, like,
2: not to the point of, like, oh, I'm an incel.
0: Right, like some people standing in front of me. (laughs) (sighs) that's my one per episode yeah but uh, I didn't know a lot about this story when you brought it up Bobby I know you were telling me about it a couple years back um, we were taking a train to Chicago spend the day, a day out there waiting for the game grumps uh, live show mm-hmm. and uh, you were telling me about this movie and I kind of brushed it off at that and everything but then you brought it back for the cast and I it suddenly I, I remembered it. Um, I didn't remember you were telling me about uh, how he murdered her, so it just took me by surprise when that did happen in the movie, when Bernie does do that. And we never actually see him do that. We know he does it, You know, but uh, it just goes back to that scene where he's complaining to her about chewing on her refried beans like 25 times and just... uh, yeah, no, shoot the bitch. Honestly. <laughs> and honestly, uh, the character of uh, Marjorie Nugent, that's her name, right? That was yes. her name? Yes. Honestly, the way that they depict her in the movie, and they actually got real people from the town. That's what you were telling me. So this is part documentary, part dramatization, part black comedy, and part biopic. Right. So, but they actually got people in the town, like you were telling me, and uh, there is a, just a humorous part in the movie where they're all just saying how they would kill her or how they how would have how hidden the body or just all that. None of them have anything bad to say about Bernie. Yeah, everybody in this town loves him besides uh, Matthew McConaughey. You said, you told me uh, that his mother was one of the people that they talked to in the movie. Why is that?
2: Because she was actually a resident of Carthage. I believe she still lives in Carthage.
0: Oh. And I know that, uh, I think... Um, uh, it was just announced. He's actually... He's actually a professor now. He's teaching a film class in the University of Texas in Austin, I believe.
2: Alright, alright, alright.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that... You know, that's great. Uh, I... You were a film major. Imagine if you just went to
1: a film class, you picked one up. Didn't
0: I? Didn't oh no, really no, major. Walter. I would pick the fucking class with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> there, there wouldn't be walking in day one and seeing a. Um, uh, there'd be no walking in in day one and seeing Matthew McConaughey, the Man in Black. No. Yeah, that's a little Dark Tower reference, but you wouldn't know because that movie wasn't a fucking Dark Tower movie. <laughs> Wait, is his name Man in Black in that? i think so yeah it is it is um but yeah no uh matthew McConaughey, you know uh richard linklater got him his start with Days and confused you know that was his first big film and that was richard linklater uh made that film so they go way back but it was great to see him and great that they got his mother involved in there and uh You know, uh, a lot of biopics don't actually involve the people they're centered around, typically. Like, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash biopic, I'm not sure what involvement he had in there. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody had the remaining members of Queen as the producers. Uh, Rocketman had Elton John as a producer there, telling his life story, obviously. That one probably has the best example of the involvement of the actual person, But, uh, as we see in the credits, uh, we see the actual Bernie talking to Jack Black in, uh, one of the scenes in the credits, and like you said, he was living with Richard Linklater at the time?
2: That was far after the movie had released. Really? Yes, because, didn't we establish that Bernie was released in 2011?
0: I think I zoned out a little bit.
2: Yeah, so Bernie was actually released in 2011. Uh-huh. During the resentencing, though, due to the reception that the movie had actually gotten... Yeah. Uh, ...during that resentencing period, uh, 2014 to 2016, uh-huh. Bernie was ordered to live in Richard Lane Clatter's garage apartment. Right. <laughs> Which, I mean... It's honestly kind of a sweet deal, not going kind to of lie.
0: It is, yeah, no. Yeah, uh... Sorry about that, I spaced. But, um, uh... <laughs> You're
2: the one who said it! <laughs> you corrected me.
0: No, I, I... Yeah, no, no, no. When you were saying, um... No, you were saying that, uh... Something about his garage apartment, and I was like, oh shit, I probably should ask him later what he said. Because I was... I was blanking out because I think I was working on levels or whatever. But, um, uh... Okay, yeah, so... But his fa- uh, the family of Nugent wanted him to go back to prison? Yes. Which, I mean, if they're anything like they're depicted in the movie, why? Not a lot of people cared about Marjorie Nugent. She was admittedly... I
2: think, overall, it still just boils down to the money. Yeah. Like, they... I know, um... I was doing my research... Uh, Rod Nugent, who we didn't see in the film, he wanted literally no involvement, didn't want his name spread around.
0: Was that the That son? was the son okay, of Marjorie. Yeah. We saw him a little bit at the wake, I believe.
2: Right, But uh, he claims that Bernie had estranged Marjorie from the rest of her friends and family himself. But I think, like, just in her old age overall, her mental state... I'm pretty sure she did it to herself.
0: Right, yeah. Whether she
2: wanted to or not.
0: Right, yeah. Um, I feel like there's... Yeah, there's a scene in this film where Bernie's trying to drive away from her, and she closes the garage on him. Or not the garage, she closes the gate on him, and he knows that he's stuck there and everything. So it might have been a little bit of both. Right. I mean, I used to hang out with an old lady, um... You know, she's in her 50s. She lives in Texas now, ironically. And, uh... You know, I shot her four times in the back. <laughs> what the fuck? Stuffed her in her fridge for nine months, but, uh... No, 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 um... If anybody's wondering, that actually happened in the movie and also in real life. I didn't shoot an old lady. <laughs> but, uh... all Mr. Tita. But, no, um... She used to work with me, and uh, she retired, she moved to Texas, I went to visit her. And her and her husband are just kind of shut-ins now. They stay in their house, Uh, maybe they go out once a month to country club meetings, she has a job, but uh, mainly they like to keep to themselves, because they're just happy, they're old and happy. It's an
2: old person thing. Yeah, it is. Walter, what are your thoughts? Because we didn't let you speak
1: earlier.
0: That's not a bad thing.
1: I enjoyed the film. I think it's a very fascinating story. I think it speaks a lot to like how small towns rally around people. Especially how small towns rally around those that are very active in the community.
0: Oh, I could talk about small towns. I think I'm going to talk about small towns. Finish up.
1: I like it. And... I even pressed with all this evidence a confession. They're like, there's no way. Even if he did it. Can't put him in jail. It's Bernie. We love Bernie. We can't put him in jail.
2: Hence the whole reason why they actually moved his trial to a whole other county. Otherwise he would have been found not guilty.
1: Right. And... Do I believe the murder was premeditated? No. Do I believe he still should have gone to prison for it? Yes, he shot someone four times in the back.
0: Could have pleaded insanity. Or um, uh, under duress, which he was under duress.
1: I mean, that probably could have gotten him out of significant
0: jail time. He could have done a plea bargain. Like, they said that they were going to let him, but Matthew McConaughey said no.
2: Matthew McConaughey is very good at saying things,
0: right? Especially three times, all and right, especially no. if the words "all right", I, all right. <laughs> see, I can't say "all right" anymore because if I say "all right," I usually just say it three times. All right.
2: All right. All right. All right.
0: All right. All right. All right. All right,
2: all right. All right. Uh, this is totally stinking upside. By this, the way,
0: this is definitely not even a blooper. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Last year, I was doing a photography project. Uh, I was in a class called Small Town Photography, and uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I went to Southern Illinois University Carbondale. Shout out to my Salukis. Uh, you guys know who you are. Hey, Kennedy. Anyway, um, I had a class called small. I had a class called Small Town Documentary, uh, where I would go down Small Town Photography. I had a class called Small Town Photography, where I would go down to a small town for a semester and take photographs there. I chose a town called Tams, Illinois. Tams, Illinois had a population of about 1,500 people. Oh, jeez. I believe. It's a very small town. Uh, They have one restaurant, one general store, one gas station, a bunch of churches. I never counted how many churches. I think eight churches. Um... Oh, yeah. And uh, they used to have the only Supermax prison in Illinois.
2: Amazing. Right.
0: Tam's Correctional was the only Supermax prison in Illinois. Interesting. Right. But uh, by the time I went to go take pictures there, it was closed down. And, uh, yeah, small towns. You know, everybody knew each other. Uh, by about a month of me being there everybody knew I was the photographer ooh the photographer's coming ooh I'm, uh, take pictures of us and everything everybody knew who I was I announced myself at, the, at a town hall meeting which was like six different people I'm, uh, in charge of the town and everything Tams Il- Tams Illinois shout out to Tams if anybody's listening here Um, it was a great place I loved it there it really humbled me, it taught me a lot just about people from different walks of life and all that. I grew up in the suburbs you know uh, my whole life I've lived in this house uh, on the suburbs of northern Illinois and uh, I didn't really know a lot about different ways like southern living and all that stuff and it was a nice taste of that you know, everybody's friendly, everybody's nice, Everybody You know, is getting by. And, yeah. That's Southern living for you. That's uh, small town living for you. But, uh, alright.
2: I think that's about all we got, unless anybody else has anything to say. Mm, I think we're good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, uh. um, We
2: have no idea what we're doing next episode. Stay tuned.
0: We'll tell you. Oh, we'll tell you. All right. So, Bobby, Walter, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Great choice, Bobby. All right. And until next time, guys, make sure you get the fourth shot in. If you or anybody you know have the urge or feeling to hurt yourself or others, please contact help, speak to somebody you trust, and we love you all. Good night.